You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 75. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? My friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is episode number 75, and I have my client, Maya Basic back on the podcast to talk about her awesome growth, her first 9K month in her business, and how she has up-leveled her self-concept to really embody the badass CEO that she is. This podcast, it's one, one of my favorites. It's just such a good conversation and it's going to be so useful for those of you who are wondering how to go from not trusting yourself, not knowing what you have to say, not knowing what you have to share, like just starting to build your business to fully thriving and building the profitable business that you want. So I'm really excited to bring this to you. Before we dive in, I do want to let you know that enrollment is open for the July Yoga Boss Group Program. The program is limited to a small number of people, so I am only taking a few of you. If you are interested, if you have been listening to this podcast and you're like, I want to work with Jackie, if you have been wanting to build your business for longer than a week... (laughs) It's time. It's time to trust yourself and go all in. So if you head over to my website, jackiegmurphy.com slash boss, you'll find the application to apply for the Yoga Boss Group program. If your application matches everything and you look like a good fit, we'll set up a call to talk more about details and what you specifically need from the program to make sure that I'm the right fit for you. Now, I want to just share that the current Yoga Boss group has had such big shifts in their lives already, and they are just a month into the group, a month and a half in when I'm recording this intro, and we've had people who are, I mean, it makes me like have goosebumps to think about. We've had people who have opened up shop and had their first students and their first classes and they're just starting making money in their business. And we've had people who have booked their first retreats and have sold their first retreat spots. We've had people who have had their highest revenue month, like weeks into the program. We are having students who are opening their studios for the first time, students who are nailing down their niche and really learning how to talk to their people. I have a client who is like selling her program and working with her clients in that way. And it's just whatever fashion you want to build this yoga business in, whether it's a studio, a program, retreats, uh, whatever it may be, this program works for you and creates really fast results. So if you are ready, if you're like, hell yes, that sounds like me, make sure you head over to the website, jackiegmurphy.com slash boss. And now I want to talk to those of you who have worked with me already. If you have already worked with me as a client, I want to invite you back because one of the things that we touch in this touch on in this episode with Maya is part of the reason she is so successful in her business is that she is always a student 
and always investing in her business and in her future self. And so what can happen, especially when you first start out, is that we think this is like a one and done investment. And what Maya demonstrates is that when you're willing to be in it for the long game and you're willing to keep reinvesting, you get results even faster. That is when your business scales past what you can even imagine and past your wildest dreams. So I want to invite those of you who have worked with me previously to come on back. I miss you. I love you. This is your opportunity to reinvest in your business, to recommit to what you want to create in your life. And you'll know if you're listening to this, if it's time. So I'm here for you. New clients, repeating clients, come on back. All right, my friends, let me just wrap all this up. (laughs) JackieGMurphy.com slash boss. Apply for your spot in the July group. Let's go. (laughs) Okay. Enjoy this episode with Maya Basic. I will link all of her information in the show notes. If you connect with her, reach out to her. She has an amazing offer she talks about in this podcast. And I We'll talk to you in the next episode. Enjoy. All right, my friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Jackie Murphy, and I have a super special guest with me today. One of my very favorite clients, Maya, one of my longest clients, is here to tell a little bit about where she is now in her business. We've actually recorded a podcast before in October of 2020. I don't know what episode it is, but it's called Building a Heart-Centered Business with Maya. So if you haven't listened to that one, go listen to it. But she has had so much exponential growth since that time that I wanted to bring her back on the podcast and give you guys an update. Like I'm looking at Maya right now, y'all, and she like looks different. (laughs) The transformation is real. And so we're going to touch on that today. But if you haven't listened to that episode... Maya is an embodied feminine leadership and intuitive living coach. She teaches women how to align their lives and businesses with the rhythms of the natural world. So that means the seasons, the lunar cycles, and your own hormonal cycle. And she does this as a way for women to understand and lean into their inner wisdom and their interconnectedness with the spirit. That's so good. This is all so they can drop the hustle, co-create their results with ease, flow, and trust at the forefront. So welcome, Maya. Thank you. you want to add to your lovely bio? Um, No, but thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back here. And yeah, I do look different. I'm in a new office. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, you really do. You look like embodied as a CEO is truly like how I would say it. And it's so funny because in the last podcast, that was one of the beliefs you were just starting to work on was I'm a badass CEO. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about that as I was like prepping for this interview. And I was thinking, I feel like I had a self-concept up level. And I was like, when was that? And it was around like October of last year. And now I feel like I'm like right in the middle of another one. So y'all, I'm coming to you like in the middle of the raw, beautiful mess of a self-concept up level. And it's so fun. Yeah. Cause it's always changing, right? So once this next self-concept up levels, we'll have you back on the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) 
So for those people who are like self-concept, what are they talking about? That's clearly a term that you and I use and I use in my business a lot, but how would you define self-concept for someone who doesn't know? Cool. So I think self-concept is something that operates like at the subconscious level, who we believe we are, um, what we believe we deserve, like what we believe about our inherent enoughness Mm. and it drives our experience of and creation of like literally everything internal, external, energetic. Um, And no matter what's happening, like at the conscious level, the subconscious self-concept is always going to sort of like seek out and create experiences to affirm what it already believes. Hot damn. I like couldn't have said that better. Amazing. (laughs) So good. Okay. So let's think about like your subconscious self-concept in October. What was it? And what has changed? I know that's a huge question. So just start wherever. (laughs) Yeah. So the back in October, I think that was when I decided to like, I want to say like, stop messing around. Although I don't know if it was completely stop messing around and actually call myself a coach because as you know, I was really like dancing around like, Oh, I don't want to say that. And I don't know. And then I started sort of like stepping into that. Mm -hmm. Um, and my business up leveled and I started creating like really consistent results. Um, and now I feel like I've like carried it. I've carried it to here and am creating have created a new offer and it's like inviting me to step up into a new level of business to scale and a new level of um, self-concept and like embodiment of this next level CEO. Yeah. Okay. So in October, you were still only working one-to-one with clients. Mm-hmm. And, and I was still, I was also still teaching like in studio yoga, which I'm not doing anymore. That's yeah. recent a couple weeks ago. So still teaching classes one-to-one clients and your offer was you had finally just decided that you wanted to integrate like more coaching with yoga. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was like, took a long time to get to. It's funny because my price also changed last October. Yeah. Something's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Like I started charging more and I think that's such a good thing to consider when you're thinking about price is when you level up your self-concept and say you are charging more, it gives your students or your clients the opportunity to also level up theirs. And like, I love how you first said it. You're like, I just stopped messing around. I'm like, yeah, when you're investing a ton in your business, there is no messing around. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're, you're going all in, you're putting your ass on the line. Mm-hmm. So all that happened last October. So what I want to hear now is where are you now in terms of your offer? What does it look like? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm towards the end of my first round of a group program, which is so fun. And it's actually like a group and, and one-on-one hybrid, but I have this amazing, amazing group of women. Um, and that's sort of the direction that I'm taking my business now. I'm still going to leave some space for a few Oh my gosh, my cat just jumped on my lap. I'm still going to leave space for um, a few one-on-one clients um, because I really love, like I have some clients that I've been working with for a while, just like you and I have been working together for a while. And I really love that. And I want to leave some space still for that. So I will. Um, but I'm, 
I'm moving my business in the direction of scaling and serving more women um, in this new way through consistent launches of my group program, consistent rounds of my group program. Yeah. So your impact is getting bigger and wider. You're seeing that in your revenue that you're making in your business and the impact it's having on your life, but also for your clients. So what would you say is like the number number one, I don't know, the biggest self-concept switch that had to happen? What was the underlying belief that you feel like really changed? Mm. Well, I think back in October, I think I talked about this on the last podcast, this CEO of my business and of my life Mm -hmm. thing. Like I'm the one that makes decisions about my life. And also I'm the one that knows best. That was something so huge for me. Like I never felt, I never felt sure or confident in what I believed. And it was basically this, like, I, I think I believe this, but like, am I wrong? You can tell me I'm wrong. Um, so really stepping into this role of like, oh, I actually can trust myself and my body knows the truth and my body knows best. And like, Mm -hmm. that's been really huge. And what I keep coming back to is dropping into my body and trusting my body. And that's one of the reasons why I love teaching what I teach, because it really, um, gives other women the opportunity to realize like how smart our bodies mm-hmm. are, how wise our bodies are and how um, if we follow this like intuitive wisdom of our bodies, we're never, we're never wrong. So that has been the journey. And now it's just feeling like, yeah, it's feeling like honing in on that a little bit. And a lot mm-hmm. of other things have shifted in my life. Like my boyfriend and I bought a house. And so stepping into that new self-concept um, And another reason why I love like teaching about self-concept and thinking about self-concept and why I think it's so important is because it's this holistic picture. It's like, we don't get to, we don't get to choose, we'll up-level self-concept in our relationships, but not in our business or in our business, but not in our relationships. It's like the whole thing really, really works together. Yeah. When you become a badass CEO of your business, Mm -hmm. you have to also be the badass CEO of your life. It requires you to level up in every single area. Absolutely. No matter what. And I love like most of us have had an experience changing our self-concept in our lives. And typically it comes from the external world telling you, okay, now you can believe this thing about you. Now you can believe that you graduated from college and you're a college graduate. Now you can believe that you're married based on like what you do in the world and the work that we do and the reason that you've gotten like such quick results is leveling up your self-concept without the world having to tell you first. Mm-hmm. So it's like you get to decide what you believe and then work internally to work those beliefs to match that. So instead of the world telling you you're a multiple six-figure CEO or you're a multiple seven-figure CEO, you're like, no, I'm going to choose that and then make it happen. Right. And then the external world matches it. Like that inevitably happens, but it's so much more sustainable because it came from within rather than it coming from external. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. well, what happens if those external circumstances change? And does that like completely just wash away that new self-concept? But when it comes from internal and then the external circumstances match it, it's like whatever can happen externally and we've got it internally. And you can shoot strategically adapt at any time to what's going to serve you in that moment and not in like a self-centered way, but truly in like, okay, what is required of me now 
And how can I believe in myself now in a way that's going to create the life I want to create and serve the people I want to serve? So for me, my self-concept, gosh, since October (laughs) has changed a lot. Now that I'm a mom, I'm like, my work is I'm a mama and a six-figure, multiple six-figure CEO and like just living that. And that is my reality now. And so now it's like, I'm a mama and a multiple seven-figure CEO. My brain is like, what? How in the world could you ever believe that? But I've done it so many times that I know I'm going to get there. So what self-concept? You move to badass CEO. You've embodied that. Where are you moving next? (sighs) Well, definitely the multiple multiple six-figure CEO. Um, Mm -hmm. And just... Even like as you're reading my bio, that's shifted so much. And to say I'm an embodied feminine leadership coach, like that's yeah. a big, that's a big step for me as well. And really feeling that and believing that. And so it's like, well, how does an embodied feminine leadership coach, leader, mentor, like how does she move through her mm-hmm. life and how does she care for herself? That's like the biggest one I think for me. It's like how how does she care for herself? Yeah. Because that's who needs to show up, right? It's like, we can know all the how to's and like that stuff's great, but we're the ones that need to show up and actually implement it. So we need to be, you know, behind the scenes and on the back end, caring Mm. for ourselves the way, you know, that new self-concept woman Mm -hmm. cares for herself. Mm -hmm. You have to be a product of your product. Yeah. Because if you're not, that's what shows up. And if you are, that's what shows up authentically. Mm -hmm. And so it's not like, you're asking other people to believe in you as a coach. If you're living it, if you are it, you already are the embodied feminine leadership coach. Mm-hmm. So yeah, go ahead. We were talking, I just wanted to share that we were talking yesterday on our call about like me doing this little experiment where I sort of like took a step back from embodying mm-hmm. what I was teaching due to like, Oh, it's the move and all these things and you know, whatever. And realizing like, oh no, that doesn't work. And I'm getting this new boost of confidence that what I'm teaching is so important and works because I know now what it's like, you know, to like fall into a couple weeks of actually not doing it. And, Mm -hmm. and we were talking about how that's like, I just did like a little experiment (laughs) and now I'm back. Does my product work? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Truly. (laughs) Really? I don't want to do that experiment again. But all yoga teachers and coaches, like whatever you call yourself, in my head, it's like the same thing. Yeah. Coaching, I think, is the term for like the mental side of yoga. Great. Mm -hmm. And then when we think of yoga teachers, what we most often think of is the asana. But I think it's all one and the same. That was a tangent. What I was going to say is like every yoga teacher has had the experience of falling away from their practice and not getting on their mat or not meditating and being like, what's wrong? Why am I in such a crappy mood all the time? And then going back to yoga and being like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've done that. I've I've had that multiple times. I've done that multiple times. I mean, like every I took a class last night and I was like, oh, my God, Shavasana is amazing. It's like it's like a new experience, even though I've done it for you know, oh my gosh, 15 years. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. So that's over half your life. I know. And I'm so lucky to have started so young. Like I feel so lucky to have found yoga so young. Yes. 
So you're going to really leaning into being this embodied feminine leadership coach and living that in your life. And part of that is like, you make a lot of money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> How does that feel? Um, t- kind of terrifying. Like yeah. there's the first, so when was it? I think you were on mat leave and I hit my first 9K month and like mm-hmm. freaked out, like really freaked out. And it's so funny. And it just makes me think like, I think this is going to be a tangent too. I think there's some sort of like irresponsibility about just teaching the like getting our students to their goal piece. And then it's like amazing results, like peace out, enjoy. And it's like, oh no, there's so much other stuff that comes up then when you do um, create exactly what it is or manifest exactly what it is that you're working to manifest. Like there's all this extra stuff that has to shake out. So for me, it was like, Oh my God, I'm embarrassed. Like, I don't want to tell anyone that I made that much money. Mm -hmm. I was like constantly looking over my shoulder. Like they're going to ask for it back. Right. Like they're definitely (laughs) going to ask for it back. Um, or just like making excuses around like, well, it it, like happened this month because of this one thing. And like, so that, yeah, that was a lot to sort of like reckon with in my own body and my own brain. Um, it's a good problem to have, but it's yeah. still a problem of like, oh, I got what I wanted to get. How do I have it and not have my nervous system completely mm-hmm. freak out on me and think it's not safe? And like one of the things that I tell myself every day is like, it's safe to want and have, it's safe to have a goal and then achieve it and sit in that achieving of it. And it's super weird for me too, still. Yeah. And I, I have the same experience of like, I'm not really going to tell anyone how much money I'm making because what if they f- think this or what if they think that? And it's another opportunity to step into your self-concept and say, no, I know who I am. And that doesn't change based on what people think about me because I get to decide mm-hmm. what I think about me. Mm-hmm. So something that I did when I hit that month was like, I'm going to let myself, I was thinking about like, you know, calibrating to this new space, right? Like if we enter this new space, yeah, we have to like, okay, like look around and like get our bearings and like, what does it feel like Mm -hmm. to like, (laughs) I was thinking about, you know, when you get a mattress that's like rolled up, I don't know if you've ever gotten that and you like unroll it and it's like, and it does this thing where it has to sort of like adjust, right? To be unrolled. And so that's really the image that I had in my mind. And I was like, cool. So like, I'm going to let myself play in this space a little bit. And I like started taking dance classes again and like doing Mm -hmm. all this stuff that just felt like, ah, like I get to play. I get to calibrate into this new bigger space. It's so your examples and your analogies are so just spot on. I just want to let you talk today. (laughs) Because it's so, everyone knows that when that mattress unrolls, it like settles. And that's exactly, you create a self-concept, you work your way into believing it, you see the universe and the circumstance start to match that self-concept, and then you have to settle. And you have to be like, okay, I've done it. And for me, so I will share because I am in the practice of learning how to be okay with how much money I'm making. I calculated it yesterday. It's been 45 days. Since I came back from maternity leave, I made sixty-two thousand dollars in three Yeah, days. Jackie. Woo. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my brain is like, wait, what? Like that's someone's yearly salary, and now I get to work for the rest of the year. It's just kind of insane. Mm-hmm. It's more money than I could have ever thought I would make in that amount of time. 
and you see me every single week, I come on with new earrings (laughs) (laughs) because part of my settling into the self-concept of multiple six-figure earner is learning how to be with money and spend it without like freaking out mm-hmm. and spend it just because I want to. In my past, especially coming from making no money as a yoga teacher, I would just save it, hold really tightly to it. And like spending 30 bucks on a pair of earrings is okay for me at this point. So I'm literally having to retrain my nervous system to experience that and enjoy it. So I'll go buy earrings and I literally will freak out and my body will like tense up. Like I'm like getting rid of all my money and I have to like calm down and then I get to rock the earrings. Yeah. So what for you, because I know you've got a house and you've like totally redone this office. I wish I could see because it's so pretty. Okay. (laughs) What's the thing that you're learning with money about being this six figure self? Well, as you were just talking about, like, kind of like coming from not making a lot of money. And I also come from not making a lot of money. Like for years, I made under 30K being a teacher. So Mm -hmm. I also have this sort of like, I need to hoard it thing. And we just talked about this because I just reinvested with you. And it was like, I have the money. And my fear was like, okay, but like, I want to see that extra money in my savings, just like sitting there in my savings Yeah, and had to sort of realize like, well, first of all, it's not my entire savings. And also like, I'm free to, to do this now. So same thing, sort of like being okay with Mm -hmm. releasing money and not attaching to seeing that number just like pop up on the screen when I check my bank account, which is so funny because it's like, it's just a freaking number, right? Um, (laughs) And then also on the other side of it, like money's so tricky because also on the other side of it, like what happened when I made my 9K month was like, I went out and like bought a lot of stuff I didn't need because I I didn't know how to just have that money. So I had to like, knock myself down a couple notches to where I was comfortable, which is like not having that, that mm-hmm. money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, so, so tricky and, and like works both ways. And we have to find, find this balance. Um, yeah. I'm also working on not freaking out with like the natural fluctuations, which is so great because that's what I teach. Like I teach rhythm and that everything has a rhythm. And so um, we have this perfect idea that when we start making money, it's going to be like, and then more money the next month and then more money the next. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. And just because we make a little bit less money one month doesn't mean anything. And we can just like, ah, like exhale and like, know that this is something you've taught me. Like I created that result. So like, I know exactly how to create it again. Yes. I can make money on demand. Yeah. That self-concept for me really was just like nailed in with maternity leave because it was an intentional three months of not making anything and then coming back and like turning that money faucet on and being like, and now I want it to flow and I know how to make it flow and I know what to do. And there's still work for me to do there because now I'm like, Oh my gosh, can I turn it on the faucet again? What if it's like dried up? (laughs) Which I think every (laughs) entrepreneur like goes through. So it's like this idea that it's a self-concept really that you are a person who makes money. Mm-hmm. you're a person who knows how to make money and you can prove it to yourself um, as many times as it take takes, but you have to believe it. Yeah. Sure. The, 
the what if it dried up thing is like, I know that you've seen me go through so many of these where it's like, this is all I got. I put my whole heart out into this one offer. This is it. Or like, this is, you know, my audience, like I don't have any more people. Mm -hmm. And every single time, like I've thought that so many times and every single time, time it's like, no, I have something else. Like I have, I do have more to give and I do have more to give. And so getting comfortable with the, like, it's never, this is it. That's it. That's all I've got. Right. Cause like, I keep living and expanding. And so, so does my work. Yeah. And like, I love with you because you're so in the woo and my, my like image of you. But like, if we think about the woo of this, the universal laws that are true is that the universe is infinite. And always expanding. It's literally always expanding. Yeah. So like we're just seeing that universal law play out in our lives, with our clients, with our money. And it's like, why do we not trust it fully? I don't really know the answer to that. But of course, there's always more people. And of course, there's always more content or like value to be put out because that's how the universe works. It can't be any other way we just are kind of like brainwashed into believing that it's not like that from day one. And that we're separate from the rest of nature. Like nature is an expression of abundance and trust. It's like, watch the seasons happen. And like the, the trees don't freak out when their leaves fall, like they're never going to get leaves again. Right. And then spring comes and we see just like lush life Mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And we, for some reason over time as humans, like have distanced ourselves from, believing Mm. that we're the same as nature and like Mm. the universal intelligence that created all of that abundance in nature also created us. And we just get to tap into that. And so returning to that space where it's like, Oh, like we all us and the trees outside, like we all operate in the same way. We're built to operate Mm. in the same way and constantly grow. Yeah. So that's your whole, that's what you teach. That's what I teach. (laughs) Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, of course, you're going to make a ton of money and then not make some. And then it just like circles Mm -hmm. all the time, always. Gosh, it's such a good reminder. Yeah. And that's like another thing with what I teach and what I love. I love when my clients are like, oh, yes, I get this now. It's like when we tend to freak out when the energy drops every month because of the new Mm -hmm. moon or our menstrual cycles or whatever it is. And it's like, oh my God, will I ever get this energy back? Will I ever get my motivation back? And we spend that whole rest time just freaking out about the fact that we're not producing. And when we start to understand the blueprint and that it comes around and then picks back up every month, we can actually just like sit back into that Rest, and rest time, yeah, yeah, and rest and actually get out of it what yeah. it's designed to give us instead of panicking the whole time that things mm. aren't looking exactly the same as they did, you know, two weeks ago. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's like using that rest time to actually take a pause, not spend the whole time freak out, freaking out about what's coming next and trusting that it's coming next. Mm-hmm. Of course it's coming. You're safe enough to rest. Yeah. And I used to tell people that in Shavasana, like you can afford to relax right now. You can afford to just chill. And I think that was so poignant for me because of the word afford and how much scarcity I was living in because I was always on the go because I was hustling for money. Mm-hmm. So it was like, no, like truly you're going to be taken care of. You can afford to just chill and be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. I say 
it is safe to soften here. Like yeah. it, is, it is safe to soften. It is safe to open. It is safe to rest. Yeah. Cause I think that's so true. And you said this earlier about like training your nervous system, like it's mm-hmm. safe. It is safe. Right. And like our nervous systems have yeah. to have that constant feedback and it's our job to like give that signal to our mind, to give the signal mm-hmm. to our body, to give the signal back to our mind. Like we are safe. We are safe yeah. here. So it's like the concept of you're the CEO of your business and your life, but you're also the CEO of your body. Mm-hmm. And while your body is constantly communicating with you, it's your job to communicate back and kind of lead it and tell it mm-hmm. when it is safe. And then if for some reason you're physically not safe, just let your body take over. And that's like right. what it's designed to do. Right. But we're like, so we're lucky enough to say that we're so rarely actually unsafe. Yeah, for but, sure. Anyone yeah. listening to this podcast is probably physically safe right now. Mm-hmm. They've got some kind of phone or computer to listen on. And I would say even for those of you who are like, what's six figures? Like, I'm still not making any money. I still don't have more than a couple hundred dollars every month. Like, there's even safety and sufficiency in that. You, you've got a roof probably. You've yeah. probably got food for this meal. Even if you don't know how you're buying groceries for next week. If you can train your body to be in that safety more often, the money will come faster. Mm-hmm. Like money is attracted to safety. Safety is a magnet for money. Right. Right. And I don't fully know why, but it is. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. like desperation and fear repels mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. And like safety and breath (laughs) and just like being in our bodies being like in the safe experience of being in our bodies really does attract everything yeah it does okay so there's two things I want to touch on before we start to wrap up the first this word embodied in your bio so an embodied feminine leadership and intuitive living coach Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I have seen you really transform in is embodying your value and embodying what you're giving to the world. And we've talked about this in our coaching sessions, but telling your story of your past and telling how you got here in the most powerful, like loving way that paints you in the best picture hasn't always been easy for you. No. (laughs) So I'm wondering like, With the word embodied, what does it mean for you to really embody your power, your greatness? And how has that been for you? Hmm. Okay, well, I'm going to start with like the most surface level thing first, because Mm -hmm. it is inconsequential. And at the same time, it has had a lot of impact on me, which is like dressing the part, Mm -hmm. you know, and for those of us who are yoga teachers, it's like we wear workout clothes all the time. And that's fine. Here's like the caveat here. It's like, if that makes you feel like a badass CEO, like amazing. Right. And for me, it was a big shift of like, Oh, I can like dress in this new way and like wear sort of like different jewelry and carry Mm -hmm. myself in this new way and speak to myself kinder in the mirror and just start to see my physical body as, Mm -hmm. you know, that role. Yeah. So there's, so there's that. And then Wait, can you repeat the question again? Because I got sidetracked thinking about it. <laughs> but I wish you could see you. I should take a screenshot because she looks <laughs> awesome today. She's got these earrings and like this black shirt. It's, you. you really are embodied. So the question was like part of 
I think becoming embodied was looking back and telling your story in a really strong way. And that was a struggle for a long time. You were kind of like discrediting yourself and like playing small. And part of becoming this badass CEO is you can't discredit yourself and then also be a badass CEO. Right, right. Like the two don't go hand in hand. And I'm so happy to like have the history with you that we have because Mm -hmm. you're able to like call me on my bullshit when I, when I say in like past jobs that like, Oh, you know, this didn't happen or it was this. And you're like, no, actually you crushed it. And it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, actually I did crush it. You know? So there is the, there's the telling the story of like our wins actually and crediting our wins. And then also telling the story of like the not wins in, like you said, such a more compassionate way. And like a, wow, I was really figuring some stuff out or a big, a big one for, for me that I think came up in a couple weeks ago in one of our coaching sessions was like, I had to do that. Like I had mm-hmm. to learn in that way and like, let that part of me lead, mm-hmm. you know, so that she could feel heard and be put to rest so that this part of me could lead now. So, yeah, you know, telling, telling like all the whole spectrum of our story in a really compassionate way. And then, yes, I'm still working on, you know, telling the story of my past year and a half in business, um, you know, in the way that it deserves to be told. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is so. How does it deserve to be told? Tell me that. All right. (laughs) Okay. So I'm a year and a half into business and, um, created something absolutely from the ground up. I started this business because I took a stand for the kind of life I wanted to live and completely kind of like cleared out a lot that wasn't working. And I think of, I think of like the foundation was unstable. And so Mm -hmm. I had to rebuild from the foundation. And so that took, that took so much confidence and so much power to say, no, this doesn't work for me. Even before I had a picture of what would work for me. I just knew that what was happening was not it. Yeah. And so I like cleared out and I paused and I reset and I built from the ground up and, um, mm-hmm. you know, got the job that made me the money to go to Bali to get my 500 mm-hmm. hour, which, you know, was so much more than just a yoga certification. Like I learned so much about myself And like, I made that happen. And then Mm -hmm. I made my business happen. And I sold out my first group program and like, started getting results for my clients right away. It was like, I, yeah, I created results right away. And figured out, figured out what worked and leveled up and pivoted as many times as I needed to. um, And kept trying, like never gave up. Never gave up. And I think that's really important because it's like, of course, things are so hard. And of course, mm-hmm. we have those days where it's like, oh, my gosh, this is just not working. Mm-hmm. And then we, we wake up the next day. Or if the next day needs to be a rest day, amazing. We wake up a couple of days later and are like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to come. I'm going to step back into it. Yeah. So I feel like I've done that. I've done that many times. And uh, yeah, I have to keep being reminded like, Kev keeps reminding me. He's like, um, most people don't make that kind of money in their first year of business. Yes. Like, oh yeah. 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 That's, that's right. You know? So that's definitely, maybe you'll have me back in a couple months and I'll tell that story in an even more powerful way. Cause that's sure. still like a little bit challenging for me to, to tell yeah. that, but that's so good. Like something, another thing I learned from you and I loved, are you going to do your like new end of year, new year work? Yeah. Okay. Amazing. 
my favorite part of that was you inviting us to tell the story of 2020 in a way that makes us feel like a badass. Mm-hmm. Because why like, would you not? Because <laughs> why would you not? But we don't all the time. It's like we tell we tell the story that keeps us small. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's not that we're lying, right? Yeah. Like if we tell the story that makes us feel like a badass, we're not lying about any of it. We're just actually choosing to, you know, pull the bits of the story that 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 support this um, powerful person that we are and choosing yeah. to put those at the forefront instead of choosing to put the parts that actually keep us small at the forefront. Oh, so we can so just tell, tell whatever story we want, really. Yeah, there's no police. There's no story police. Even like the way I talked about my revenue since Matt leave, like 45 days, $62,000. That 45 days, the way it's spanned out, is between two months. And it's different for me to say two months, 62,000. Like I look at my numbers and I tell the story that makes me feel most like a badass mm-hmm. always. And a lot of people don't do that. And so that alone is like a nugget to take away. And then the other thing I would say is like anyone listening, if you have never done this, you need to make a list of your 10 strengths. And I want you to like sit in those 10 strengths and be able to say them quickly and easily to other humans. <laughs> and this is something that's so uncomfortable, again, for our nervous systems, because we're like freaking out that people are going to judge us and we're going to be kicked out of the group and all the stuff that goes on in our brains. But you have to train yourself to be like, I'm really freaking good at this, this, and this. This is what my strength is. Like I can personally look at someone, pull out their vision, tell them how to get there, teach them how to believe in themselves. That That is what I'm great at. And when I own that, everyone flourishes. So of course, I'm going to ask you, <laughs> you don't have what I'm great at, but like, what are you amazing at? I'm amazing at helping women discover their own inner leadership and their mm. own inner wisdom. Mm. And that's a big piece of my coaching philosophy is like, it's not you don't need me to fix you. You're not broken. And I don't have any answers that you don't have. My job is just to help you sort of like clear away the stuff that's blocking you from knowing that you actually do know that you actually are a leader, that you actually can trust yourself. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my strengths. And I think what you just said is so important about like tell saying it out loud to other humans yeah. Um, because, you know, we can like write all the affirmations we want and then it's like, okay, well, like say them. And it's like, yeah. our throat closes up. But, you know, like actually look in the mirror and say them and speak them and like see your face and your mouth saying those words. Yeah. Because that's so, so important. And if we can't say it out loud, then like how, how do we, how can we possibly create it if we can't even say it out loud? Totally. And when it comes to selling, like take it back to business, if you can't talk about how amazing your offer is and while you're the perfect person for them and say that again and again and again, like you're not going to sell. That is selling. You have to have that ability to believe in yourself and to believe in what you offer because like no one else is going to do it for you in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Come up with your list of 10. Okay. <laughs> It's so fun. One of my favorite ones is I'm a powerhouse in discomfort. And I really feel like like 
I can get uncomfortable with you and be completely fine. Yes, you can. And it's why <laughs> so good because I'm a powerhouse in that. Yeah. Um, okay. And so this is just hold on. I want to say one more thing. This is just yeah. so good too, because it's like, we're taught, especially as women that like, yeah. Oh my gosh, don't say anything good about yourself because then you'll be bragging and you'll be self-centered. And mm-hmm. it's like, no, like we need to create spaces for and normalize women stepping up and like bragging about themselves mm-hmm. yeah, and then cheering for other women that too. It's like, yes. can you hear another woman say something that's amazing about herself and actually support her in it rather than like all yeah. the shadow feminine coming up, you know, all the shadow feminine aspects coming up of like jealousy and, and whatever it is and all those mm-hmm. sisterhood wounds. It's like, we need to create space where women cheer for themselves and cheer for each other. Yes. And it goes back to like the universe being infinite because you own your greatness does not take away from someone else's greatness or because they're great doesn't take away from your greatness. It's like there's an infinite amount of love and greatness and celebration that can go around. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, that never changes. So when you're in that mindset, of course you can own and love yourself and then own and love every other person in your life. But it, it really is with women. I mean, maybe there's guys t- listening to this podcast that can relate. I would love to hear from them and their perspective. But I definitely think it's hard. It's weird. Yeah, it's a it's a sisterhood wound. And I'm going to get like super woo for a second because I learned recently about the witch wound, mm. which is like the sort of like ancestral trauma that we as women carry from the time of the witch trials where yeah. – um, First of all, like witches used to be just healers, like women who used nature to heal. And then that became this threatening thing. And so there were all these, you know, like villainizing of women who were able to heal and be in their feminine power. And then other women had to say, like, to to avoid getting killed themselves, Mm -hmm. had to say, like, oh, no, she's a witch. And Mm -hmm. we had to sort of, like, turn our sisters in and turn our, you know, women teachers in and turn our healers in. Mm -hmm. And that, like absolutely did something energetic trauma related that's like yeah. passed down yeah. to women and so i think it's important to realize like that doesn't mean that anything's wrong with you if you have that like tinge of jealousy come up or whatever yeah. it is right yeah. and we get to like heal that sisterhood yeah. wound together as women so yeah that so was cool cuz i'm no i love it because i'm thinking like healer it could be like herbs and like in other ways, but also that's yoga. Yoga is like a yes. healing modality. And so if someone were to like ask me to turn in my first teacher and yeah. say that she's like a bad person, I'd be like, wait, no, like she literally saved my life. Right. It would be traumatizing. It would be heartbreaking. I would have to disown so much of my own heart in order mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. And so of course that wound has been passed down. Yeah. That makes so much sense. I'm here yeah. for that. Yeah. It's cool. Okay, so the second thing I want to touch on, because cool. we're getting to 40, 40 minutes more. We'll just talk um, all day. <laughs> is I, so we've worked together. A year and a half. A year and a half. And every single time you decide to reinvest and every single time I coach you, you're coachable. And it's not everyone's story. So I want to know, like, how do you remain so coachable and why? I love being a student. And I think that's mm-hmm. just like 
what we're all here to do. And especially as teachers and like coming back to the yoga teacher and coach is the same thing. Like I call coaching teaching, right? So as teachers, we have to be active students, like Mm -hmm. have to. And that's been something that I've knew known to be true, you know, when I was like teaching dance for the past 10 years too, like in order to, to show up as a teacher, I want to show up as I have to actively be a student. Like I actually have to be taking class myself. And so that's just a huge piece. And what I think, you know, like the self-study component of yoga, like it's all about, it's all about learning and being a student and I never want to not be a student. So it's awesome. Yeah. It's just so nice for me. <laughs> if, if, I mean, there have been clients who aren't quite as coachable or, or think that they learn it all. And they're like, and mm. I've done the program and now I move on. And I'm like, no, that's yeah. not how it works. So like doing, working with me for so long, would you say that you continue to learn? Even though we talk about the same shit. Yeah, we do. We do. We also are talking about some new shit recently, I think. And yeah. I do continue to learn because you continue to learn. It's like, yeah. I can see that you're growing and learning and like expanding so much that it's like, of course, you have new stuff to teach me because you're learning new stuff yourself. And so mm-hmm. it's never, it's never this stagnant thing. And that goes back to why it's so important to be students as teachers, because like yeah. the reason why I value you as a teacher so much is because you're obviously also a student of your own teachers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like my own business coach, it's $25,000 every six months I pay her to work with her. Holy shit. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Thoughts about that. One day, Jackie. (laughs) Sure. I will raise my price to $25,000. No, I'm kidding. Um, No, it's, it's a ton of money and my brain still thinks it's a ton of money, but the self-concept I have now is just like, it's non-negotiable. So as soon as I pay, I'm thinking about paying the next time. Like I'm going to already be prepped and ready to invest again when she, if she lets me Mm -hmm. and, and for years and years to come, because it's like, I know this is who I want to learn from. I know this is going to serve me in my business. I know it helps make my future goals inevitable. So it's how I just like live my life and it's authentic. If I wasn't paying for coaching, how could I, Right. I'm myself a coach. Right. I'm not a product of my product, but you embody that so well. And I think that's why when we talk about a year and a half in and you're making the kind of money you're making, that's why. Mm. Because you're willing to continue to reinvest and continue to level up. And every time you invest, it's a, it's a commitment to your business again. Yeah. And a commitment to myself again. Yeah. And I think that's so great about like, that's part of, that's part of selling is you're like giving them saying yes, your client saying yes, like that's quote unquote module one. Like that's the first step because they get to step into the kind of person that says yes to themselves. And they're not investing in like, I'm not investing in you. Like I'm investing in me. When I pay Mm -hmm. you, I'm investing in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. That's so good. Module one. Getting your students to say yes to themselves. Yeah. Damn. My hat. <laughs> you should be the business coach. <laughs> Thank you. So good. So good. Um, okay. So what would you say to the person? Because I, I know for sure I have former clients listening to this who chose not to reinvest after okay. they like did it. What would you tell them? 
I'm like, what would I tell them? I think the first thing I would tell them is like, or the first thing I would say is that it's all fluid. Like they Mm. can choose to reinvent, like they can choose to, to come back. Right. Like a no is not a no forever. Um, and wow, this is actually a really challenging question. Cause I'm like, maybe that was the right move for them. It depends on like where it came from. Right. If it came from a space of like, I actually need some time to like integrate all this and like take a step back and focus on these other things, like amazing. And Mm -hmm. if it came from fear or thinking that you've learned it all already, it's like, the thinking that you've learned it all already is when you stop learning and stop experiencing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the cup is full story. Did you ever tell that in class? I used to tell all the time, like this yoga student goes to the guru on top of a mountain and is like, teach me everything that you need to teach me everything that you know. And he, then the student starts to talk about everything that he's already learned hmm. And while he's talking, the guru is pouring water and or tea into the cup, and he just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring because the student is just talking and not listening. And the tea runs over, and the guru is like, "I can't teach you anything. Your cup is full." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> it's this mindset of like, "Tell me everything I want to learn," but actually, I'm just going to talk about what I know mm-hmm. and not actually come as a student. And that was like a poor telling of that. Since. No, I've heard that before. I maybe have heard that from you, or maybe I've heard that from an another teacher but yeah it's like thinking that you know everything is when you stop knowing things yes yeah (laughs) yeah so good okay anything else you want to like let's let's talk about because you're going to come back on the podcast and you're going to have hit multiple five-figure months you're going to be on your way to seven figures what do you want to tell that version of you or vice versa. What do you, what is that version of you telling you now? Mm, Yeah. I like that one better. What is that version of me telling me now? First of all, that she's so proud of, of me that Mm -hmm. like I'm doing the thing. Um, it's going to happen and I get to, I get to trust that. Um, and and that, and this is something like I know too, this version of me now, like my most impactful teaching is who, who I be, like who I get to be mm-hmm. and how I get to embody my own teaching. And so to just like have fun with that, because what I teach is so fun and it's yeah. so fun to be like, great. Like, so me working on my business is actually me, like sometimes taking a step back. Me yeah. working on my business is actually me being in my body. Me working on my business is actually this rhythmic experience of life and it's like that's the funnest thing in the world is that a word that's the most fun thing in the world and so she is telling me to like have a lot of fun with what I'm teaching that's like the best advice ever follow the fun follow the enchantment of it and like the magic where it feels really magical yeah and that is where you're supposed to go and I keep telling myself this right now because it's like it's like the way I'm thinking about it is like the good guys actually win. (laughs) They do. You can love what you do and have it be authentic and like make a ton of money and love your life. And like, it's just kind of like good news, y'all. It works Mm -hmm. out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we're like in it. I keep thinking about this and like telling my clients this too. It's like, we're in it for the long haul. Like this isn't Mm -hmm. just a like, 
get rich quick scheme or like, you know, it's like, we're in it for the long haul. So let's like sit back and actually be in it and like, let it unfold. Mm -hmm. And, and like you said, like follow the enchantment of it because Mm -hmm. this is, this is like, we're in it and this is it. Yeah. It's like the tortoise and the hare. Yeah. Like slow and steady wins the game. Mm-hmm. Race wins the race. <laughs> wins, wins the game. <laughs> My analogies are not on point, but it's true in business. And if you can sit back, be in it for the long game, follow the enchantment, lean into the fun, everything else flows. Mm-hmm. And that's freaking fabulous news. It would totally right. suck if we were like, you need to hustle and like go faster. <laughs> what if that was the podcast? That would suck. I'm sure that podcast though. Yeah, there is that podcast for sure. But like, that's not what I teach. (laughs) No, it's not what I teach either. And what we teach works. And that's the cool thing. And that's like, let's get super loud about it because people Mm -hmm. need to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The the enchantment works. Okay. So if people want to join your next group, work with you, how do they find you? So I hang out on Instagram a lot. That's the best way to find me and connect with me and I would love to connect with you. So my Instagram handle is Maya M A Y A dot Basic B A S I K. You've changed it. I've changed it. I yeah, I changed I took yoga out of it. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, that's like a big piece of level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's me. It's just me. And like that's yeah. more than enough. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, Maya.basic Instagram. We'll link it in the show notes. It when is your next group? It's going to be in August. Cool. So yeah. they have time. They have some time. Awesome. And it's a small group, so yeah, you have time, but if you're interested, let's chat now because it's a small group and I want to keep it that way. Yeah. And it's like if you are listening to this podcast and intuitively you're really connecting with Maya. I want you to follow that hit and send her a message, connect with her, um, because it, she might be the teacher for you. Thanks, Jackie. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming back on. Yeah. I'll, of course, have you back when your next self-concept is embodied. Amazing. So fun. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye, y'all. <laughs>